recorded on September 23rd, 2021, with J.J. Obi and Pico de are still going strong. Can you believe it? You can. You had you had more faith in me than I had in myself. Even if you didn't know me, you probably had more faith in me than I had in myself over the last year. Never mind. Let's get to the point. I had a fantastic conversation last year with JJ Obi. JJ is a phenomenon. You really just got to go check out her social media. She's fucking hilarious. She's a great actor. You can connect with JJ on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok, at JJOB, or you can look them up on JJOB.com, or on IMDb. That's J-J-O-B-E-E. Our conversation lasted two hours, and so I have put it into two parts. Now, when you get to the end of this episode, you're probably gonna be like, Jeff, that's not an end, because it really isn't. I end it right after I am asked a question that I begin to almost sort of start to answer, which um, is cool because we'll be resuming for part two. And uh, I will be putting some parts of this conversation exclusively on our Patreon because somehow JJ managed to get me to say things on the air that I was never planning to say necessarily on the air. I'm glad that I did. I'm open to discussing the stuff that we talked about, but it was things about, like I've, I've been publicly celibate since 2017. It is now 2022, but in this month, in September of 2021, I had just come out of a full-blown lockdown that, and I was phasing out of it uh, using very select people, social scenes, events to do so. JJ was a part of my social scene during lockdown because as we explained in the episode, we were a part of an online social group. Uh, that's how we met. So um, the one thing that comes up in the second part of this episode and that will be in much greater detail on the Patreon than it will be in part two, I'm gonna be editing around a significant chunk of uh, the conversation, um, will make a, a majority of it available on the Patreon. But uh, the one thing that we talked about, I had been dancing a line of ending my celibacy and in the recording of this episode, I was personally of the belief that I was not currently celibate. That was an exaggeration considering the things that were actually happening, but I will explain more about that another time. What is relevant is of all the things that me and JJ get into, I think that the most critical is my description of how difficult it was for me to come out of lockdown. In this first part, what we ended up talking about was uh, how we met. We talk about JJ's dying pterodactyl, who occasionally makes an appearance in the background. Um, he's He shows up more in the second part, and I have to say his timing is phenomenal because the things that we were talking about really needed a bit of uh, pterodactyl relief, I suppose is how I'll phrase it. So anyway, I'm not gonna yammer too long. I just really, I'm so grateful to have this show back on the air. I'm really glad to be continuing. The, I really thought I might be giving up on all of this for good and that I had recorded this episode, the episode that I aired for you last week. Um, 
you know, that I had just like done all these, I had several episodes with different people. They've been in the archives, just getting dusty for a while. But over the, over the upcoming weeks, we've got some more cool stuff going. A lot of it was recorded in 2021, and uh, some of it was recorded in 2022. Without further ado, let's just dive down into this conversation with JJ. We made it. Oh, my God. Hello. Hi. JJ. Oh, if you can hear my pterodactyl dying in the background, I'm sorry. That's he's just there. Wait, tell me about this dying pterodactyl in the background. He's technically a dog. Oh, um, but he has a collapsing trachea, an enlarged heart, and arthritis, and bad allergies. So he's on a bunch of medicine. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it just sounds like a pterodactyl old man. At any given point, when oh, he just wheezes. <laughs> special needs pup. That's great. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, who, who, tell who is this? Who is this creature, and why is why? His why are they name in is room? his name is Pico de Gallo. Oh, he okay. Is, All right. He's my my fur baby, and uh, yeah, he's he's lovely. <laughs> How long <laughs> have you? When he's an oh. Well, wait. I, Am I not supposed to swear? What's the no, deal no? You, sw- you can fucking swear all you want. You do whatever you okay. fucking want here. This, yeah, uh, I, um, you know, um, everyone will deal with it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, how long have you and Pico de Gallo been in each other's lives? Gosh, I think he's eight. He's eight. He's eight. He's eight and a half. Um, so yeah, I've had him for a long time. And, did you get him uh, when he was a puppy? I did. Yeah. Oh, heck. And he was just a teeny tiny little thing. And in retrospect, I now have done a little bit more homework on backyard breeders and would not go that route. Oh. I've learned my lesson, but he's in my life. So yeah, here he is. Hanging wow. Out. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. And what, what kind of a breed? He's a Pomeranian, which I oh. feel I like I shouldn't <laughs> feel shame about, but for some reason... I feel like a lot of people have preconceived <laughs> notions about what owning a Pomeranian in LA looks like. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it, it's very much not my life. Like I'm not, I'm not like a Paris Hilton, but it, he do, he does end up in bags sometimes because he just gets tired of walking because he's sickly. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a lot less glamorous than media makes it look. Well, I actually have a theory that a lot of glam is covering up for disabilities anyway. It's very possible. I mean, you know, I don't know. My math seems sound anytime I go and examine anything. It's funny that I was just watching Paris Hilton on Netflix. She's got a show called Cooking with Paris that I cannot get enough of right now. <laughs> like I watched it all the way through and then I binge looped it immediately. Uh, nice. I didn't expect I didn't expect to like it at all. I was like, what is this? And I don't I was in a really uh, like terribly dark place, like just like an absolutely completely dark place. And it brought life back into me. It was just so wonderful. It was such a good move to make. Um, but she has a lot of little Pomeranians uh, that come around. Um, They're really cute little guys. <laughs> they are. I had a neighbor that had a Pomeranian when I was a kid. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, it was a really, it was a really happy little dog. It had a lot of like spunk to it. She had two bigger dogs too. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Pomeranian definitely was running the pack, you know, like I don't, 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that uh, sounds about right. That, yeah. that, feels, that feels on point. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I used to have a chihuahua that I didn't get on purpose. It was kind of like, uh, like left with me by a roommate. And wow. he sort of became like a, basically like a roommate that didn't pay any rent and followed me to a couple of places and had a lot of opinions about how the house operated, but like didn't contribute to anything at all. Uh, <laughs> and he, um, you know, like he just like, he like impressed me. Like I would, I didn't realize that Chihuahuas could have uh, like a whole entire personality, like kind of several personalities. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, he was very set in his ways and he had a goddamn attitude about so much shit. Like I could predict yeah. what he was going to do. Like I'd be like, oh no, Rico's going to fucking hate this. <laughs> right. They have such personalities right now. So this guy was actually supposed to get put down in June. Um, and then he rallied and like knowing him, I feel like it was all just a farce to fuck with me. Mm. Like, I, I really do. And, but that or is also like him being on withdrawal from steroids. And I didn't understand that, but he like heard that we were making plans and like people came over to say goodbye in the backyard. And I think he was just like, Oh shit, I better stop. Like, I better pretend I'm fine now. And <laughs> so, of course, I look like an idiot who is like, hey, everyone, say bye to the dog. And then here we are a couple months later and he's still rocking and rolling. And like, <laughs> he made me look like an ass. <laughs> uh, well, he doesn't have a whole lot to do besides fuck with right. you, I guess. Right? <laughs> That's his whole thing. Man. So wait, why doesn't Pico de Gallo have a TikTok? Because you are like, the reason I am on TikTok at all because you <laughs> proselytize about it constantly. Does, wait, is there a secret TikTok I don't know about? There's got to be. He, no, he doesn't. Yeah. I'm so he does have an Instagram, but I was kind of, I won't say tricked or forced, but persuaded into that. Like I'm not a, I'm 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 I have a lot of feelings about social media in general. Um, but I had some friends who were, I had a friend who had like a Twitch thing that was doing really well. And Pico was um, a big part of that environment. And so there was a want for him to have an Instagram so people could tag him. <laughs> um, and so he did get an Instagram there. Um, and then me and my friend were going to start just making comedy and then never did. But so now I pretty much just use his Instagram as like an account to have fake fights with for fun just oh. for comedy purposes we have fake fights sometimes but like when he started going downhill i was just like i don't know if i should like joke about him dying <laughs> in a public forum or not but like so i just kind of like went on pause and I've, I've been taking some some social media breaks as well so <laughs> he doesn't have a tiktok he does have an instagram well, I feel like there's a brand there. I feel like there's a there's a there's definitely something to it, uh, you know, because like you don't have to necessarily make like full blown comedy, but like I don't know. There's a, there's definitely like a like a wonderful warm spot in like a lot of people's hearts for like dark comedy and like grief comedy and yeah, and yeah. that's it's pretty much like I'll say anything and then Pico will just be like, my mom is such an asshole. She doesn't even understand what it's like to be a dog. <laughs> and he'll just like pick fights with me because he hates me. That's his persona on Instagram. So it's very like British self-defacing humor on my part. But 
It works some days, I think. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, okay. So what's what's the handle for? <laughs> His is another side of Pico. Oh, okay. All right. Um, and then I'm just realizing too, since we're talking about handles, uh, we didn't introduce you like at all, which I will do <laughs> in like an intro. But uh, like, who are you? And like. How did, how did we meet? Like, what are we doing here? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so my name is JJ Obi, and we met because uh, during the pandemic, there we were doing Thought Lounges, which is this awesome thing where you get a bunch of people together, everyone brings a topic, you have a set amount of time to talk on it, and it was just a really nice, like, human experience in a time where there wasn't a lot of human interaction in my life and it was great um and that's how we know each other it's true it's real yeah that was (laughs) such a time I am pretty sure that uh that group like saved my life like I don't know I didn't have anything else going on for a while uh except for my job that was all consuming and Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really cool to get together once a week with like random people from all over the world. We had a bunch of like Brazilians for a while. Yeah, it was a it was so interesting too in that like I feel like I was just having a lot of the same conversations with friends, like the check-ins and how are you doing and kind of updating and like uh still sad because nothing's happening. Whereas this like having Think very specific things to talk about and having them be anything but just like the nothing's going on for me like and or sometimes it was but it was a more specific conversation like how are you how are we handling anxiety right now like it was right, a right. more pointed conversation and so it just always felt more satisfying mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like everywhere else it's kind of casual superficial conversations about the groundhog day and it was like it was like Groundhog Day culture shock. Groundhog Day culture shock for me, at least. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it was like yeah. these long stretches where I was like, nothing's changing and everything is horrible. And then all of a sudden, everything would change in like the most bass backwards way that I couldn't right. wrap my mind around at all. I'm just like, what is going on? Uh, yeah. So yeah, I know it was cool to come in and be able to be like, so I'm dealing with this. How's everybody else's experience revolving right. around this particular event of this week? Or like, how's the vibe shifted? Like, I have no words, but like, is anybody else like sticking their finger in their mouth and up in the air and like feeling the wind change right now? <laughs> like, what is going on? Uh, yeah. But yeah, and then sometimes it was like, you know, calls to action or like coming in with like personal development things mm-hmm. that we want to talk about or relationship advice like Mm -hmm. seeking or giving or whatever uh it was a good place to like share like good and good and bad news too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah yeah it was weird like uh strangers like in such an immediately intimate forum it was nice though because that i think that's been my biggest struggle during this time is like my number one favorite thing in life is community and Mm. I just haven't I like I've lost that with the pandemic right and that was like a small taste of getting a little bit of that back I'm very much like an in-person person like when people say they love their online community in terms of like a social media something I've never ever had that type of community 
satisfy my hunger for community. So I'm just like, how is that possible? Mm. And then I'm like, well, maybe I just, cause I'm not spending a lot of time on social media that, or like if I am, it's just like putting stuff out versus like, I'm not going around chit chatting and stuff, but I just like, I miss being in a physical place with people doing a thing. Um, and I think having that was like the closest I could get during that time. And it was, it was a welcome taste of community. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all are, are uh, definitely part of the reason I actually was able to get my podcast going and feeling like, put, like putting anything together. I was like, Oh, talking is like a thing. And it was such <laughs> a weird, like, like an augmentation uh, to supplement this void, you know, like just <laughs> this whole thing. Uh, and yeah, I, um, it changed my life. Like, it, I mean, like I had like the, the relationships that I developed there are so lasting and like powerful. Like I can, I can reach out to people like at a whole other level. And, you know, it's not like, uh, like I've found similar vibes in places like, you know, I don't know, like creative projects or like mm -hmm. uh, like activism mm -hmm. groups or things like that. Like you come together and do something really important and unique. Um, but usually in those kinds of groups, it's not like basically everybody. Like there's like just a couple of people that I don't have connection with currently from Thought Lounge, but that's just because we didn't exchange information and it's mostly because they're international and I'm not on WhatsApp. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think everybody pretty much, uh, like st stateside or like, um, that I can, that I can contact just with a regular phone. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've, I've kept up with to some degree, like we've continued communicating. So. Yeah. It's nice. Well, I think too, like we delve into such a range of different things and it, it felt like, cause I was doing a lot of online dating and I kind of skip over the boring stuff and we'll jump right into like the meaty stuff on dates. And it felt like doing that with a group of people. <laughs> yeah. And so you just kind of like certain barriers come down a little bit faster, but it was a nice yeah. thing to have. It's a nice thing. And yeah, I, that's, it's in like create, when you said creative projects, like that's, that's where I mostly get my community fill these days. And when those all stopped. It was like, ah, I yeah. miss theater. I miss film sets. I miss all that jazz. Um, but yeah. I did, I did get to go back to work and it's so funny. Like I never, I liked my, my day job, but uh, now like as I'm pulling up, I'm just like, yay, I get to see humans. <laughs> even if I'm like distanced and kind of in the corner and masked up, it's just nice to like, be in a flower shop smelling plants and flowers and hearing other people talk and like mm. that's I really missed just listening to humans human mm -hmm. because like unless you were talking to someone specifically to you didn't just like I never I just miss being in humans mm. not in here well that's no I get that no, yeah no yes all <laughs> of it, that all of too, it. But all yes of it. <laughs> okay yes we're not we're not backtracking any of what you just said you just <laughs> you commit right and I, letting the humans be in me thank you yes yes double it down all of it <laughs> okay all of it. yeah um fuck yeah no it's been weird uh because I was like um I was like uh probably like the biggest lockdown cheerleader like I was like, everybody go home. 
and get mm-hmm. comfortable there. Find a way to cope like early on. And I wish with all my might and main that I had just put my podcast together early because towards the beginning of the pandemic, I was stoked. I was so happy. And I'd get on the phone with people that were like previously mentors of mine and mm-hmm. they would be like, how are you so cool with all of it? Like, how are you, how are you mm-hmm. coping? Because I wasn't actually cool with it, but I was figuring out ways to cope with it because I'd been through a number of different like, uh, like separate traumas, like big, long events in my past that mm-hmm. if I overlap them all, it basically was that. And I was just kind of like, oh, I just need to like, like dip back into these p- phases of my life where um, generally I'd rather choose to like not uh, think much about it. Or when I am thinking about it, it's like I'm dragged into the despair or the things that I've lost or just mm-hmm. kind of like the novelty of the absurdity of such extreme bullshit (laughs) happening to one person. Um, But I got to reach into the bag and pull out all this wisdom and practical, like, like habits that I'd had to develop over time. I had to kind of reach back and reflect and be like, what can I employ now that would help patch all the stuff that's falling apart around me? Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, I didn't pull it together (laughs) and get the podcast up then, but uh it's um it's been a weird thing like just recently because I've just I went outside for like the first time last night and went to an establishment uh how'd you feel it really weird um Mm -hmm. I actually (laughs) didn't think much about it like I forgot that it was happening and I thought I was gonna have another thing to do because I've been like socializing with like just very select people Mm -hmm. uh just this last month that started prior to this month I was in a complete pod and like it was entirely revolving around my work uh Mm -hmm. and like that that was all I I checked entirely out of real life uh but for the phone um so uh yeah it was really strange I uh I realized that I was going to just have to like kind of be figuring out what to do for food for the night and like was trying to think about like what am I going to what am I going to do and I was like losing my appetite because I don't eat alone very easily like I just Mm -hmm. it's that's a whole thing too uh and then I remembered I was like oh shit it's Wednesday this open mic that I've been continuously invited to by the host he's like reached out to me for like a year basically they started up uh, earlier this year um, mm-hmm. it's an outdoor open mic and uh, I was thinking about going last week and the week before and the the first time I was thinking about going I just completely panicked and couldn't couldn't leave the house <laughs> I, couldn't do anything. I feel that um, <laughs> I'm still having those moments <laughs> the second time I made it out of the house but I was like I'm gonna just stop by and see this one person first and then I panicked there and was very comfortable with that person and was like that was far enough and I was like okay this is this is it I made it out of the house but not mm-hmm. all the way to the open mic and then last night I felt like very unprepared because I'm not playing very often uh I kind of like stopped playing altogether like the I had I had I'd been performing out for a long time and then I stopped to kind of deal with some health stuff for like a year and a half Mm -hmm. and then I was just kind of maybe gonna get back into it starting to think about booking shows again talking about it and then the pandemic happened like like a couple weeks after I started considering going back out so uh 
yeah, then like something happened like just like just after that, uh, like my my writing style changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the type of music that I, the genre changed, the way my lyrics are working changed. Like, From what to what do you feel like? What was that specific change? Do you feel like my genre has always been hard to peg? Like people, I, I usually people will be like asking me what I, what kind of music I play, and I make them tell me. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like, I don't shit. know. What did you just hear? Yeah, and um, I don't know. I've gotten compared to like Cat Stevens, uh, like Joan Armatrading. So are you more interested in like the the technical aspects of music or the like feeling mm. it in my guts or some sort of combination? Uh, the feeling it in my guts more than anything. The technical stuff has always been uh, kind of like off-putting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had to develop a liking for it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, generally, I just kind of like wish with all my might and main to lean in a direction. And then I start finding things that are sort of that way. Or I'll listen to things that are way outside like the box of what I'm playing and what I'm liking. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, I, I, it was somewhat ironic when I began this track. I just needed to switch some shit up for my brain. But I started listening to Celine Dion earlier this year, and I don't yeah. regret anything about that uh, yes. at all. Um, she's fucking phenomenal, and I don't know why I was sleeping on her all this time. <laughs> like, uh, uh, but yeah, I listen to Celine Dion like almost every day, uh, and that was something that changed around like when my stylings uh, changed. I started listening to um, – I wasn't at Celine Dion yet. I was uh, – Let's see. It was pre Dolly Parton. I'd gotten into Dolly Parton at one point. There was I cannot for the life of me remember what it was. It'll come to me. <laughs> Maybe uh, Kanye was up there. I started kind of revisiting. Like, let's see. Lisa Loeb had come back. I was oh, like, yeah. right. Yes, so, um, yep, you. yep. Uh, but then that was also. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just like got transported back to my babysitter's house in the nineties. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, no, that song is a, is a, a like a lot of things are time machines though. Like that's a time Mm -hmm. machine for sure. But, um, yeah, being in isolation had me really like, oh wait, we're doing time travel like constantly if we let ourselves the right way. Um, (laughs) People have too high of expectations for magic. Disney really fucked our brains up. We're like waiting for some bippity boppity boo godmother shit. And, uh, yeah, really we just got to (laughs) chill. Like, um, so yeah the music thing though i was listening to a lot of punk and metal like juxtaposed to like you know lisa Loeb, and yeah yeah, um like uh, i started getting into musical stuff again um unearthed like jesus christ superstar and like the wicked soundtrack and just like dusted a bunch of bullshit off from like the last yeah yeah so good so good uh so yeah um I I think also probably uh, the place that I was living at the time um, was formerly Van Morrison's recording studio. Wow. Um, and that was a weird thing to get dropped on me because like my music changed and then that was given to me as information. And I was like, oh yeah, what did he do again? And I looked up some of his music and I was like, ah, weird. Okay. Like, I don't sing like this or play like this usually, but something got grungier. I thought it was just punk, but it's there's some kind of a a thing with that vibe. Because he's really specific too. He's like Cat Stevens, yeah. where it's like, yeah, they're a genre, but like, are they? 
Um, right. You know, why did things have to be that? Like, what if something doesn't fit into you know, or it has to span? Oh my god, other I've things. been thinking about this lately. Well, like, I know that the like one of the bigger complaints again uh, amongst TikTok creators is just like, I don't want to have a niche, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is what musical artists have been seeing for all of time. Yeah, I'm gonna like, write a song about it. Yeah, like they want to write songs that feel like a bajillion different things, and they got people being like, "That doesn't fit on this album. That doesn't that doesn't fit." And I'm like, "Fuck!" You know, like I have songs that sound like Ingrid Michaelson, and then I have songs that sound like much more. Oh my god, I can't, I'm so terrible with names. Ingrid Michaelson is so weird too. Oh, uh, Billie Eilish. Yeah. Then I have some. Sorry, I'm like the Those Lord are so Junior. Just separate too. The Lord Junior. Stop yeah. that. We are such elder millennials. Oh my god! I know that was great. <laughs> that was so contextual. <laughs> I, can, I can never remember names, which is, I'm like in the worst industry for not remembering names of movies or people or places. It's really concerning, but that makes you know. me feel better about my potential because I, um, I think you're gonna, I think you're gonna just keep doing great, like doing all that. <laughs> like I, I think. Yeah, I think um, you know my my plan is to just uh, show up as I am and um, let my assistants remind me who everybody else is. That's tell me this again. That's the uh, it's so crazy too. Like, I'll see somebody and I'll be like, oh my gosh, they had this dog and they loved this dog, and then this dog passed away, and then it sent them off on this trip, and this is this trip where they really like grew. What the fuck is their name? And I'm like sitting there in a place with that, and I remember people's like they're like how they made me feel in certain stories yeah. or little weird facts names just don't stick right they don't stick <laughs> I, well okay for me it's names and faces sometimes too <laughs> that, that's not great um with uh like i ha i've got some tricks so i can like mm -hmm. i can like fake it and like mask it a little bit uh, especially with masks now i think that's gonna oh, be yeah. very helpful uh having masks but historically um i uh, I tend to not remember like, you know, fans yeah. or whatever. If people come up to me after I play a set or something, mm -hmm. uh, I'm not the type of person that remembers people unless it's been a couple of times or there's something real iconic that happens mm -hmm. in association with it. Usually, sometimes I'll, I'll remember specifics, but you, I'll remember them, but it's like a big mass of like, I have met you or I have not met you. <laughs> like that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. one of the two. <laughs> I've um, also been so messed up with masks in terms of like my visual cue like I, it's just covering the nose and mouth but that just I I feel like I'm people blind now and I I was at a like an outdoor variety show type thing and people would be like I had my mask on cuz I was anxiety was high that night and um people were like oh JJ hey and I'm like how do they know who I am? I'm wearing a mask. Like, how can they tell it's me? Because I can't tell who anyone is. And I'm like, oh, this just might be my brain working less like how they there's fudge. You know, uh, like I was blown away that anyone knew who I was with a mask on because I just was having a hard time. <laughs> well, I um I already had an experience where like masks were and weren't and actually like the previous experience I had with masks was like lot it was so much more logical and like people were all on the same page and like I never would have imagined that the world could do what happened over the last year and a half but uh my first experience with like masks and like identities and 
relationships and interactions was Occupy Oakland. Um, mm-hmm. And like, uh, yeah, it was weird how like, it would be like all of a sudden, I didn't really mask back then unless there was massive amounts of tear gas in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, or if, I mean, I guess if there was potential tear gas coming once I'd been tear gassed enough times, I was like, let me get ready in advance. Mm-hmm. But there were some people that like the vibe would shift and they were a part of the vibe shifting because all of a sudden they're masked the fuck up. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, it was a trip to be able to still identify people even from a distance. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, People's bodies move in certain ways. Their facial expressions can like, like the way that the cloth moves, you can kind of see through shit. And I, I started wondering, it's like, it's not like I had x-ray vision or whatever, but I started thinking about like, how deep does the sense of sight go? Mm-hmm. Like how far does, how far does the rest of it go to like what other yeah, it and that's where like I don't know if I just I was not around people for long enough that I was missing some of those cues. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I remember being at daycare as a kid and I knew my mom's walk down the hall to pick me up versus right. every other mom. Mm-hmm. Like I knew, oh, that's my mom's gate. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. and so it's weird those things that you don't realize you realize. <laughs> yeah um but i yeah i feel like i I hope i'm getting a little bit better as i'm starting to like re-enter the world but it was definitely a weird like what at first yeah well if i can if i can feel halfway normal in a crowd because i did i before i went out i was like whatever happens is going to happen if something Mm -hmm. bizarre goes down if i have a panic attack if i catch whatever from whoever or whatever um and so I just decided and I let it all go uh on the way but I moved so quickly once I realized that the, I, I was like 15 minutes behind like it started 15 minutes before I realized oh shit is Wednesday and I could go to this thing mm-hmm. and so I dart my ass up to Novato uh at Jerry's barbecue which like they all all of them are great I walked in and like the, the server comes up and she's like you want to sit? And I was like, I'm just going to check in with Nick Petty, if that's okay. And she was like, oh, of course. <laughs> and like kind of points to, I'd already seen him. And I walk up to the front and uh, I had, I, I was pretty much, I was basically the only person with my mask on. There were some people that had their masks on, but it was basically like everybody, that person. <laughs> yo, it's like, it's like, what is it with people using like their first sip of water as an excuse to unmask for the night? Like just put it on when you're not using your face for other shit. <laughs> like I don't. <laughs> whatever you know I took it off when I was singing and I took it out like on the stage like when I was like mm. warming up I went out to my car I was a little did weird. it feel good to like sing in front of people again it did but I also so over the over the pandemic and I had this before I have like a, a tremor that comes out sometimes and like muscle spasms and kind of weird shit that happens sometimes with mm-hmm. my body and like uh I was good I was feeling fine and then, like, psychologically, I was feeling fine, but I, I got on stage and I got, like, a quarter of the way into my first song and I started getting this, like, leg tremor thing. And by the end of my second song, I was like, I might fall over. Like, this might, like, like people can see this. And, like, mm-hmm. I was performing fine. Like, I, I sounded great. I felt great. Uh, my levels were a little bit off on the first song. Apparently, I could hear myself fine, but uh, I guess my guitar was hot or my mm-hmm. mic was low, what have you. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, I, they wanted me to play a third song, and I was like, oh, shit. And so I did that, <laughs> um, and I was I was like, if I fall, I fall. If I die, I die. Like, I don't know, but uh, it was fine. I got to figure out how to deal with that because I was working out a lot, and, like, my metabolism's mm-hmm. off, and I'm not – I don't eat very much right now. I'm not sleeping right. Everything's kind of off about my life, and I'm under – the reason why I've changed up my life is because – uh, I'm just under extraordinarily extreme stress and there's a lot of mm-hmm. changes happening and I've got to change my pace up. Uh, my life yeah. fell apart <laughs> over the last couple of months and I've got to put something back together. So I've started reaching into the past to be like, what worked before? What, who was mm-hmm. I before all of any of this? Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it felt great. I played, it was all new songs that nobody had heard. I'd never played out before. Well, they're on the internet a little bit. One of them I played at a, a online talent show earlier this year. Nice. Um, yeah, that was cute. It was a little uh, a Unity and Marin church. Um, so, yeah, no, it felt great. It was it was weird. I saw a couple people that I know that were surprised to see me out. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you ever relish, though, in being the person to surprise people a little bit? <laughs> It was neat. Yeah, I didn't expect to pop in. Um, I surprised myself and everybody else. And um, yeah, that I do prefer that, uh, actually. That's, I thought about texting when I was on the way and I was like, nah, I'm just gonna show up. Cause I didn't know if I was gonna <laughs> bail on the way too. So I was like, I better not. <laughs> no commitment. The bar too, yeah, I can't set the bar too high. Yeah, that's <laughs> I it's weird it's day by day the things that I say yes and no to and at first I was like trying to come up with reasons for people (laughs) when I was saying no and then finally I was just like JJ just be honest about it I'm like hey I know this isn't logic speaking but my anxiety is just too high to show up to this tonight like this is straight up the answer I know it doesn't make sense I'm working on it maybe next week (laughs) I think it makes plenty of sense I've had uh, one of the people that I've been hanging out with, um, we were going to get tea at a little tea shop that has an outdoor area, but you have to walk through the inside area to get to the outdoor area. And that's a place where I'm very likely to run into several people that know me who have a hard time with personal space boundaries on a mm-hmm. non-pandemic day, a pandemic day, and a perceived post-pandemic day. Um and their perceived post-pandemic day. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I did not feel great about it when I agreed to it. And then as the time uh, became nigh, I just started to like slow down. Like I didn't even feel anxious. I just wasn't moving to get out of the house. I just couldn't, <laughs> yeah. couldn't leave. And I just kept sitting down and thinking about other stuff and then being like, oh shit, I've just lost five more minutes and I'm like going to be late now. And then I ended up texting him and I was just like, I don't think I can, I don't think I can show up there and walk through there. And he was just like, okay, for sure. Do you want to meet for dinner after at this other little cafe up the street? And I was like, sure. And he gave me the option of meeting him to eat there or meeting him after he finished and handing off food to me. And the way he phrased it was like, uh, like a stealth spy action movie or something like that. And that I was like, so much more exciting. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for not making it weird and horrible that I can't <laughs> go out of the house, man. Like I deeply appreciate the game. That's playful. Um, that is fun. Yeah. Uh, and like not making fun of, you know, playful, mm-hmm. but honoring. Well, that's, and it's, I've just been 
like everyone's circumstances are different. And so like everyone kind of has to decide for themselves what between like the actual uh, risk for them or the risk for the people that they're around. And then also like their, how they're feeling about it level. Like, and that changes every day. And so I'm just kind of like very much like, Hey, if person, do you want to do this? And are you okay with this? And if not, okay. And if at any moment you change your mind, let me know. And I'm going to do the same because I might change my mind too. Um, yeah. So, flexibility, yeah. fluidity. Yeah. I've yeah. been doing a lot of time on my roof. I, I found a ladder. Ooh. So I've been climbing up on the roof because wow. there was like a period of time where I was just like, I can't be in this house. I can't take any more walks in this neighborhood and I can't uh-huh. be in this house, but I have nowhere to go. And so I was just like, ah, a roof, a new, just a new space to be in. <laughs> that's great. That's smart. Yeah. So yeah. that's my new, now I love it. Like, cause that was when I was probably like at my worst and now it's like, now if I have someone, I'm like, do you want to like sit outside on my roof? be friends Mm. on my roof Mm. as though I'm like offering some lavish experience but it's just it's just a roof (laughs) I mean it's your roof it's what you make of it I'm like this roof made me so happy when I was not happy so yeah (laughs) I think I think sharing space is really powerful so that's I have this bizarre situation where like the place I've been living like my my home that I've really like enjoyed I'm having to leave soon and the terms are like not great and uh everything's kind of like murky like it's not a normal move out situation it wasn't a normal housing situation it's not a normal move out situation but like I've only just recently like I said I was like on a total lockdown and it was completely revolving around work so the only people that have been in my home were people that were work related relationships Mm -hmm. um and then just over the last like few weeks like a couple of months I guess like July-ish I started like breaking it open a tiny tiny bit to one person and then uh just like the last month realizing that uh that things are kind of going the way that they're going it's been very important to me to have people mm-hmm. in my space like I want mm-hmm. people to see my home and like feel, like they influence the vibe of it too like after they're right. here it feels different. Like I was, I was profoundly depressed last week and earlier this week, like deeply, powerfully, like the most depressed I think I've ever been, uh, which is saying a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, having, uh, one particular person in my home, um, like completely transform the vibe of it. Mm -hmm. And then a couple other things, I went out and I charged myself up outside the house and came back from the open mic lab. Today's the first day that I've woken up in my home and didn't didn't spend like a couple hours crying like in oh. several weeks. Um yeah, we need people. We, we do. We need people. We do. I know there's like the outliers, but I think generally speaking yeah, like and I I as someone who's kind of a control freak and I hate being reliant on others, I hate that my happiness is so like, it, it's that it's very like that. It's super clear when I have my people time, I'm just a different person mm. and I'm alive and mm. everything's like saturated, you know? And then when it's gone, it's just like, I just shut down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I met somebody a few weeks ago who told me, I asked, uh, asked this person's pronoun and this person said, she or we. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I fucking love that. <laughs> what? Like, I never thought about that quite that way. But yeah, if it's going to be a plural, why they? Why not? You know? That put us together. Yeah, it's neutral and it's. Wow. Uh, I hadn't I, thought of that. <laughs> right? I feel like I've spoken like that before. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it changes the onus when you're using it in the third person. Mm-hmm. It like it like pivots, like love and personal responsibility and mm-hmm. all of it. Anything you could point inward, it's harder to do so or easier to do so. Like I don't know. Yeah, I pronouns is something that I've been trying to do a lot of personal work on defaulting to they a lot more often than not what are your Um, pronouns mine are she her or they them i'll take any what about you um you have just listened to good morning mayberry thank you to all of our patrons on patreon coffee and our merch store follow us on youtube spotify and all the social media spots Seriously, your phone is probably in your hand, isn't it? Follow us, rate us, and send a random link of us to someone that you love or someone that needs to hear something we say. You can find all of our info and episodes on goodmorningmayberry.com. We've got mostly accurate transcripts on YouTube. For real, subscribe, like, and rate us on all the podcast spots. And if you're wondering who we is, we is me and my demons. And you can join the Legion by following our Tumblr, Twitter, or Instagram, joining the Mayberry community on Patreon, or buying a Good Morning Mayberry hoodie and wearing that around while you drink the tears of your enemies from a Good Morning Mayberry mug. And checking out the next episode. As always, I'm Shift. And always remember to never forget. For real, always remember to never forget to subscribe and follow us everywhere because that's how you're going to get notification about when we put up the next episode and you can hear part two with me and JJ Obi talking about much more saucy and vulnerable content than we got into in this episode. See, JJ asked me a bunch of questions about polyamory and celibacy and it just gets so deep. Some of that is going to be up on Patreon, so get on there. And so you can follow for free on Patreon, but you can also subscribe for as little as $3. Remember to come on back for episode two. And also always remember to never forget this gem. Yeah, we need people. We do. <laughs> we need people. We do.